I have a few verses to read um, today, a little more than normal, because it answers a lot of um, questions that I won't have to explain. Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. Keep in mind, Ezekiel represents the body of Christ in our times or the remnant warriors, especially the ecclesia, apostolic and prophetic voice. Represents, he represents sons and daughters of God. Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. I'm reading the Message Bible. It's on the overheads for you. God says, Son of man, stand up. I have something to say to you. The moment I heard the voice, the Spirit entered me and put me on my feet. And as he spoke to me, I listened. And he said, I'm sending you to a rebellious nation if there ever was one. They and their ancestors have fomented rebellion, uh, means instigated, those with violent sentiments and actions, fomented rebellion right up to the present. They're a hard case. These people to whom I'm sending you hardened in their sin. Tell them this is the message of God the Master. They are a defiant bunch. Whether or not they listen, at least they'll know that a prophet's been here. But don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of anything they say. Don't be afraid when, li when living among them is like stepping on thorns or finding scorpions in your bed. Don't be afraid of their mean words or their hard looks. They're a bunch of rebels. Your job is to speak to them. Whether they listen is, is not your concern. They're hardened rebels. So you wish God would just say what he means. Only take care that you don't rebel like these rebels. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. When I looked, he had his hand stretched out to me, and in his hand was a book, a, a scroll. He unrolled the scroll. On both sides, front and back, were written funeral songs and doom. Son of man, eat this book that I'm giving you and make a full meal of it. So I ate it. It tasted so good, just like honey. Then he, he told me, go speak my message. They won't listen to you because they won't listen to me. They are, as I said, a hard case, hardened in their sins. But I'll make you as hard in your ways as they are in theirs. Now that's going to happen in these next few months. This anointing's coming. I'll make your face as hard as a rock, harder than granite. Don't let them intimidate you. Don't be afraid of them, even though they are a bunch of rebels. Now chapter 3 and verse 12 uh, through 21. Then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard a loud rumbling sound behind me. May the glory of the Lord be praised in this place. It's like Ezekiel starts preaching here a little bit. May the glory of the Lord be praised in this place in this place. Some translate that 
as a as a rumbling type of sound or an earthquake type of sound or a volcano type of sound that we've been talking about for a few weeks now. I don't know if you saw, but Friday another great uh, volcano erupted, St. Vincent's. They evacuated that. Um, and the sound in the spirit realm, Ezekiel said, was prophesying. Sounds can sometimes prophesy and the interpretation was a declaration prophecy and the, the interpretation was may the glory of God be revealed and praised in this place sounds in the spirit realm can prophesy verse 13 it was the sound of the wings of living beings or angels as they brushed against each other and it was the rumbling of their wheels beneath them. You may remember on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, they heard this rumbling type sound. Sound from heaven. Sound of a rushing mighty wind. Sound of rumbling. Sound like, like a, a, a waterfalls. Some say it sounded like war horses galloping. The Spirit lifted me up. And took me away, and the Lord's hold on me was very strong. That supernatural strength is also something that is now beginning to amp up in this new era of Pentecost. After seven days, the Lord gave me a message. He said, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman. Whenever you receive a message from me, warn people immediately. If I warn the wicked, saying you're under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. That might be a good reason to not stay silent right there. If you warn them and they refuse to repent and keep on sinning, they will die in their sins, but, but you will have saved yourself because you obeyed me. If righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, nominal churches, nominal denominations, nominal Christians in name only, they will die. And if you do not warn them, they will die in their sins. None of their righteous acts will be remembered. And I will hold you responsible for their deaths. But if you warn righteous people not to sin and they listen to you and do not sin, they will live and you will have saved yourself also. So not raising our voice is a promotion, God says, of unrighteousness. It will promote death. It is sin. What a prophetic word. God is speaking a fresh understanding into our times. And today I want to I want to focus on it. It's filled with warning, but far more than that, it's filled with promise. It's filled with hope. We're moving into a new era, Pentecost. It's been promised, and and this one is going to cause shakings in the natural realm. And in the spiritual realms, it in fact is now accelerating those shakings in very visible ways. 
As I said, uh, a sign of that we have seen is earthquakes, seismic events, volcanoes that are now happening and they're prophesying into our times that there's an awesome awakening that is now beginning. Light is coming into the darkness. Now, it's certainly not hard to, to see the shakings in our own nation. We live in a very similar time as described in Ezekiel's day. America, as many other nations, are in open rebellion to God. It is in many ways filled with a hard bunch. In some cases, our leaders are living in open rebellion to God's ways. They are a defiant bunch. They are arrogant and proud and fomenting humanism's religion of self-worship. They foment lies, gender confusion, fascism, socialism, communism, cancel culture, elitism. They instigate racism and ridiculous activities. While claiming to despise hate speech, they themselves practice hate speech. Many today are indeed hardened in their sins. Their heart is so hard, the gentle innocence of an infant doesn't sway it. Murder it. If it's a nuisance, kill it. In fact, let's raise taxes and pay for more of it, even help other countries with our tax money pay for it. Our, our president thinks that's a good idea. The sex trafficking of children is covered up by those in a political agenda that resists God's ways. Lawlessness, it abounds. Good's called evil, evil's called good. A blind eye is turned to justice by a two-tiered justice system. Christianity, that has as its mission the teaching of moral goodness and ethical standards is now openly disdained. It is ridiculed. Churches are deemed by some of our nation's governors as non-essential. The tearing down of, of the family unit, according to God's word, is made, of, made fun of as old-fashioned or worse. It is attacked by villainous mindsets fomenting hatred. Take the Christian kids away from the Christian families and reprogram them with devilish wisdom. Some now are actively labeling Christianity as a cult. Living among such people is indeed like stepping on thorns or finding scorpions in your bed. So yes, there are plenty of hardened rebels, and we could go on and on, and I think you know I could, but I've made my point. Ezekiel's times and our times compares, and God's using it to speak a present word that is very clear. God comes to Ezekiel, and he hands him a scroll. On this scroll... God has personally written down grievances against a nation and against people that rebel against him. 
it says they were written, these grievances were written on both sides, front and back. That's not meant to tell us that God's frugal and he's not going to waste paper. It's meant to emphasize the page was full and he had to use the backside. There wasn't any room left. In other words, God was paying attention. He wasn't looking the other way. He knew what the leaders were doing. He knew what they were saying. He knew what the people were doing. He knew what they were saying. He was paying attention. And the first one on the list of grievances is found in chapter 2, verse 13. God says, number one, number one, they have broken their loyalty to me. They have broken their loyalties to me. Now you might think that it would have been number one on the list would have been one of the more grosser types of sins. But no, God says, you broke your loyalty to me. You broke your covenant. You betrayed my trust. You, you broke your word to me. It, it wasn't perfection. You, you, you made a mistake, you messed up, you weren't perfect. No, that's never a requirement. We often mess up. Everyone fails. But no, you broke your loyalty to, me, loyalty to me and you know you did and you didn't care. You on purpose rebelled against me making a conscious decision that you would do it your way. It was by choice. This inherently brings consequences like bondage, oppression, lost freedoms, poverty, abuse of innocent ones. America has broken one covenant after another, after another. And God is saying, ecclesia, prophetic voice, apostolic voice, tell them they must repent. Tell them they must return to me or consequences, inherent consequences will come. He says to the ecclesia, the apostolic, the prophetic voice in the land, I'm anointing you, then he says, I'm anointing you to be a watchman. Warn them and work to change them. Change the leaders, work to, work to get new ones. Change the evil deeds Realign the laws, reestablish the covenants, and if you do, I'll save you and those who hear you. But, but don't do it, there's going to be consequences. So clearly, there is a dire warning against a people and a nation who break loyalties to God. But God is so gracious. He's so loving, he's so kind, and he always gives hope. There is hope to heal this nation. This nation can be healed. And I believe that is where we are on the timeline right now in these recent times. Yes, there is hope. In many ways, I believe it's what this new era Pentecost is really all about. Yes, that is the way that it is, 
but the ecclesia determines whether that is the way it is going to stay. That's why this is so important. Jesus promised this ecclesia can change things. That, that the ecclesia and the watchman anointing poured out by Holy Spirit can, can change things. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit can change things. There can be a revival and the restoration of all things. It's, it's a time when refreshings can come from the presence of the Lord. If the New Testament church stands up in the power of the Holy Spirit and declares truth, amazing transformation can and will happen. Now, this assignment began to speak to me a different way beginning earlier in this week. Never really saw this from Ezekiel before. I was drawn to this passage, couldn't figure out why. Just had to keep meditating and then Holy Spirit, he does what he does. The assignment Christ has given to his ecclesia, like Ezekiel's, is a very challenging one to say the least. And I love the honesty of Ezekiel after God gives him this assignment. Chapter 3, verse 15 and 16 in the voice translation is especially good. After God gives him his, this incredible, challenging assignment, Ezekiel says, I sat in a daze for seven days. <laughs> then he adds, they were days of confusion. I sat in a daze. I know that feeling. I have, I have been given assignments of the Lord that after he gave me the assignment, I sat in a daze wondering how. How in the world is that ever going to happen? I think much of the remnant has gone through a time when it's been like a daze. Times when when it's just confusing, it's dizzying. Many have been in a daze trying to figure out what in the world is happening, trying to make sense of nonsense, which you can't do. I know I've had to work my way through that. This COVID pandemic has seemed like a daze. I mean, think about it. It was like we've been in some kind of a daze. This happens then, that happens, and then crazy things you never thought you would ever see happens. You can't even play baseball anymore. They sell tennis shoes with blood dripping into it. Politicians lie, then lie about lying, and then lie saying they never lied. When it's on tape telling us all, yes, they, they lied. And you're like dazed by the blatant hypocrisy. Some are expert, dazzling liars. And yet God during those times says, I've called you to be a watchman. And that call couldn't be more clear than now. Ecclesia, remnant warriors, 
I'm anointing you to declare against that and in my name change things. I have pondered, I've pondered for days that challenge. How can we change a nation? What can be done? How, how's this going to work? How can we make the stand that's necessary? Who's, who's really even on the Lord's side? And the complexity of the demonic intrusion into our nation, into our education system, into our government, into our businesses, it can leave you in a daze. I think the election the past, this past November left some in a daze. It was bewildering confusion on steroids. How are we ever going to change this mess? Demon attacks often, they often leave you in a daze. And your faith has to overcome that. Have you ever, because of the complexities of what has come your way, sat in a daze? I know some of you have. I can see it on some of you today. Uh, no, I'm serious. Let me be honest, I have. I've wondered what's the way out of this. I mean, I know God can do it, but how? Because I don't know how. How can I complete a God assignment in this mess? Every step I take is filled with thorns. Scorpions are everywhere. Hardened rebels are surrounding. Ezekiel says, I'm an anointed watchman. I'm, I'm a change agent. I sat in a daze for a week. But the story doesn't end there. Ezekiel 3.12 Ezekiel says, suddenly, I like the suddenlies. Suddenly, the Spirit picked me up. Thankfully, I've been there too. Everything's crazy. Everything's confusing. But Holy Spirit picked me up. There was evil thrown my way, but... Holy Spirit picked me up. There was a scorpion bite, but Holy Spirit picked me up. There was some mean and some nasty words, but Holy Spirit picked me up. Jezebel tried to steal the vineyard a few times, but Holy Spirit picked me up. There was some mighty lean years, but Holy Spirit picked me up. There have been a few hopeless-looking situations, times when it looked like the calling made no sense, but Holy Spirit picked me up. Satan sent messengers several times to buffet, but Holy Spirit picked me up. The testimony of this house is one we must proclaim from time to time. Giving him all glory, we've got to testify. He is mighty to save. 
Oh, well, yes, he is. <laughs> it just so happens we've been through a few battles here. Several, several years ago, we went through a lot of satanic battles and church split. We lost hundreds of, of people because of demon lies and because of embracing what was a, a new apostolic prophetic call. Actually, moving, being an ecclesia. The five churches started around us, about a 10-mile radi radius, led by former pastors here. They're not open today, but they did. Bleeding all the people that they could. We actually got down to around 150 people or so and had no praise team. Just a couple of singers left. They were all left. My mom, who's gone to be with the Lord now, she could play the organ Pentecostal style. We pulled the organ over and she played. We kept singing. We were $4.2 million in debt and now weren't bringing in enough money to even pay the utilities nor meet payroll. By the end of that first year, we were 850,000 in the red in unpaid bills. Four at least six months or more, and I worked with the bank to get eight different forbearances, telling them it was my desire to not bring a reproach on the kingdom and to pay all the bills. And if they would allow us to grow our faith, God would come through. They believed it. The prophetic word making the rounds was repeated time and time again, and, and it was like a scorpion bite. The prophetic word going around was Ichabod, is written over all the doors. The glorious departed. There were some who said God told them that, which was an obvious lie. I had four certified public accountants tell me Declare bankruptcy, there's, there's no way. No way. But God said, don't do that. I still do miracles. You're going to have to learn to trust me. You cannot be who I've called you to be unless you learn to trust me. Preach my message and I'll turn things for good. Trust me. I'll give you favor. Trust me. You must learn to walk out by faith. You've got to learn it. So I said to some untrained kids, mostly kids, <laughs> learn how to worship. Learn how to play an instrument. Some of you took lessons as a kid. Well, get them out, dust them off, and learn how to do it and start getting good at it. Learn how to worship. And they did. Today, they sang to thousands all over the world. Today, all the bills are paid. God did what he said. Though in the natural, it looked impossible. 
The last six months, we have put new roofs on all the buildings that had been leaking. You don't know this, but when you left, we stayed around some of us and covered everything up with plastic because it leaked everywhere. But the last six weeks or six months, we put new roofs on all the buildings. We didn't borrow to do that. We paid cash. About $170,000. We put new heating and air conditioning in all the buildings. We didn't borrow to do it. We paid cash. 130000 or so. The parking lots have started to be resurfaced. And by the end of the month or thereabouts, it'll be done all the way out this side, all the way out that side. About $140,000. We're not borrowing. We're paying cash. But most importantly, by far most importantly, we are expanding the message of King Jesus further and further into the world every single week. And today, and today we've got it down from 4.2 million to around a million. And you watch what God does. Debt freeze coming. My point was we were certainly in a daze. For several years, we walked by faith through a daze. We were down for the count so many times I can't remember. How could we ever begin to do the mission and the call of God? The, the dozens of prophetic promises that were made to us. It, it's not possible in the natural realm. But Holy Spirit came. And he picked us up. Saying, be a watchman to this nation. Model an ecclesia to everybody that will listen to you. Trust the king. You'll see the miracles. Every promise I made to you, it's going to come to, to pass. And he's made a lot of big ones. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's not about a roof. It's not about parking lots. It's about a revival that doesn't stop. It's about harvest this place can't hold. It's a moment when the promises connect to their moment. The testimony of God's sons and daughters often rises out of satanic attacks. Testimony often rises after you've been knocked down. How many of the sons and daughters of God, how many of them can testify? I, I was in such despair. I was in a daze from the despair that fogged my mind, but Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. I was sick and I, the, the fever raged, but Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. My heart was broken. It was broken in pieces, but Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. I was surrounded by evildoers, but Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. I had nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. I was down for the count, but Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. 
I stepped into some miry clay. It was hidden and I, I, I just didn't see it. I was stuck. And I pulled as hard as I could, but I couldn't get out. And then Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. I was grieving by a loved one's grave. My emotions wrung out like a dish rag, but Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. The naysayers shouted their condemnation and it looked like it was impossible, but Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. My emotions were tied in knots. I was confused. I was in a daze, but Holy Spirit came and he picked me up. No matter who you are, no matter where you may be listening to this today, you may be a white collar worker, a blue collar worker. You might be a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, a prophet, an apostle. The rebels may be knee deep. You may have thorns in both hands, thorns in both feet. Scorpion bites might be up and down your back. The bloodhounds might be on your trail. Just keep breathing. The days is going to clear. New era is birthing. The outpouring of all outpourings is beginning. The watchman anointing is coming upon us. No matter if anyone's listening. Or no matter what anyone says. No matter what demons say. No matter what the world says. Just keep breathing. Just keep trusting. The promise of kings, King Jesus. The promise of the King of glory. Is moving your way. Holy Spirit's coming. To pick you up. Strong hands are reaching down. Strong hands are reaching down to hold you. Strength is going to fill your spirit, your soul, and your body. You may have been beat up and robbed and left by the side of the road. But someone greater than a good Samaritan is coming down that dusty road. Holy Spirit's coming to pick you up. Like the old song says, there's a promise coming down that dusty road. Holy Spirit's coming to pick us up. That's where we are right now. Everything's crazy. Everything's confusing. But Holy Spirit's coming to pick us up. Holy Spirit's entering our efforts with greater measure. He's putting us on our feet. And He's hardening us to stand against fomenting rebels. Holy Spirit picked me up. Verse 12, also chapter 3 again. Holy Spirit picked me up and I heard a rumbling sound. I'm about to come unglued. I'm hearing that rumbling sound. I'm hearing it. Holy Spirit picked me up and I heard a rumbling sound. It was the sound of angels' wings brushing together. It was the sound of spinning wheels moving forward. And to my amazement, the sound became a prophetic declaration. The glory of the Lord 
be revealed and praised in this place. The glory of the Lord be revealed and praised in this place. The king has a plan for his glory to fill his ecclesias. His plans to be praised in this place, but in all the ecclesias all around the world. Ezekiel then says, after the glory of the Lord be revealed, after the declaration, Ezekiel then says, immediately the, the Lord's hands on me became very strong. Saying, yes, I've set you among hardened rebels, but eat my words. It's a whole lot better to eat his words than have to eat yours. Just saying. Eat my words and go speak my message. And I'll make you as hard in your ways as they are in theirs. I'll make your face hard as a rock. Harder than granite. Ah, now we see another dimension of this new era Pentecost, a new, new aspect of it. I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to anoint you and you're going to become so, you're going to become as hard in your ways as they are in theirs. I'll anoint you and I'm going to empower you with impassioned confidence. It's going to be set on your face. It's going to be seen in your, in your countenance. Your eyes will be lit with the anointing of boldness. In other words, fire is coming into the very countenance of the ecclesia. Boldness. Then he moves right into the verse 9. Don't let them intimidate you. Don't let, don't let them intimidate you. Do not be afraid of them. Do not coward to the rebels. This is a characteristic of the anointing in a new era of Pentecost that has already begun. And it's going to shake some things in the heavens. It's going to shake some things in the earth. A great shaking is coming. I'll describe that in weeks to come. But a great shaking is coming. It's not shaking that destroys. It's shaking that frees. Hear this present word of the Lord to his ecclesia. I never expected this from Ezekiel till this week. Hear it, true sons and daughters of God. Hear it, people of God. This is our moment. A, A, the Lord's hand is going to become very strong upon us. That's happening right now. This is a season. A strength is coming into the New Testament church that never has happened before. It's going to come upon you even if you've been dazed and confused a bit. Holy Spirit's coming to pick you up. It can happen today. Why not? I feel this so strong. The hand of the Lord is now going to be seen strong, very strong on the New Testament church. Hear that, demon purveyors. Not weaker, stronger. 
stronger. B, he, he's going to anoint us to be harder than the rebels. <laughs> More passionate than they are. Bolder than they are. More vocal in message than they are. Oh, something's got to happen. Our hearts will be filled with fresh Holy Spirit power, making us far more determined and fierce than the defiant ones. The fomenters of iniquity will not intimidate the king's ecclesia. That ecclesia will not wilt in fear. They're not going to back down in cowardly submission. No, God's Spirit's picking us up and the hand of the Lord is coming strong upon us. And He's anointing us to be harder than they are. More vocal than they are. A radical move of God is coming. Zealous warriors are rising. Even if you feel dazed, He's coming. You might be there. I don't, I've been there. I just explained it. But, but he's coming to pick you up. Some of you dazed ones are going to be Gideon. Some of you are going to be David's. He's coming to pick you up. Strength is coming. See, God's angel armies are being moved forward. Their wings are brushing together with fervency as, as their advance accelerates so fast. The message of the Lord, it's going to go forth against the enemies of Christ's kingdom. It was during the days that, the A-Z-E, that I just described here. It was during that day's time God taught us about angels. He taught us about a new era. He taught us about the ecclesia. D. D, the glory of the Lord will be revealed and praised. The synchronizing together of Holy Spirit and of angel armies with us will produce a rumbling sound and a shaking throughout the earth. And it will prophesy with great boldness the glory of the Lord be revealed and praised in this place. The glory of the Lord be revealed and praised in this nation. The glory of the Lord be revealed and praised in our cultures. The glory of the Lord be revealed and praised in our government, in our schools, in our businesses. The glory of the Lord be revealed and praised the glory of the Lord is filling the house of the Lord and it will fill all the earth Christ is going to have a true New Testament church like has never been seen before and the king says it's going to prevail Holy Spirit's picking us up. You may be watching today and you're in a daze. You may be a pastor and you're in a daze. Holy Spirit's coming to pick you up. He's coming to pick you up. In this new era, a watchman anointing is going to be poured out upon us. And we're going to speak.
speak it into this nation. And we're bringing change and activating the glory of the Lord to be praised in this place and in our nation. Singers and musicians, come please. May the glory of the Lord be revealed and praised in this place. See, that's to be the ecclesia's declaration. It's a declaration. May the glory of the Lord be revealed and praised in this place. May the glory of the Lord be revealed and praised in your family, in your life. May your hands, may your hands know a new strength. Holy Spirit, pick us up. Stand if you will. Lord, I don't know the situations of those that are here or watching, but I know satanic attacks have come and I know the situation of a world in turmoil. In the days that an antichrist agenda wants to bring, to bring unfocused mindsets into the body of Christ. But today, Holy Spirit, come and pick them up. How many times, Lord, have you picked me up? I can't count them all. Would you come into this room? Would you come into rooms all around our nation and world and pick them up? Holy Spirit, pick them up. May strong hands be felt in this room today. May strong hands be felt in your lives. May the strong hand of the Lord get hold of you. This is your moment. Holy Spirit, come. Pour out the watchman anointing and do within it what you said. Activate new strength. Pick us up. Make this house and your ecclesia is harder than the rebels. Fiercer than hell. More determined than the rebels that they ever thought about being. Pick us up. I feel his presence this morning. In this room as we worship. Or if you're not in this room, wherever you are, stick those hands up like antennas. It doesn't matter if you're dazed and confused. He knows how to do it. If that's you, plug in. He's here to pick you up. I feel his anointing, his presence all over. Today is a day when he changes things. The days is, the days is going. The confusing dizziness is going. He's picking you up. Let him have you. 
pick us up. Pick up those churches, Lord, that have fought the battles. Pick them up, Holy Spirit. Anoint them as watchmen. Come. Do what we cannot. Oh, pick us up. May the Holy Spirit pick you up. the glory of the Lord be revealed and be praised. May the glory of the Lord be revealed and praised. In this place, come Holy Spirit. Spirit, pour it out. Come, Lord, to those that have sat in that days. It's time to end it.